0: I would invite you this morning to take out your Bible, opening to the book of Luke, chapter 1. Luke, chapter 1, looking at verses 46 through 55. Again, we're using God's Word to unite our hearts for prayer. And our focus for the next four weeks will be some of the great songs that surround uh, the coming of Christ and His arrival. And we begin this morning with what's often called Mary's song, or in Latin, the Magnificat where we are focusing upon her song of joy, song of celebration to God uh, for His mercy and grace toward her. Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 46. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For He has looked on the humble estate of His servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers to Abraham and to his offspring forever let's stand together let's sing our opening song this morning's behold our God you know as we look at Mary's song there is a temptation to look at Mary herself and try to find examples you know Mary's humility Mary's knowledge of scripture Mary's gratitude and kind of cultivate that's our takeaway which isn't wrong, but I think Mary was having us to look at her God. What she's trying to do is to magnify the Lord. And so let's open up with Behold Our God, and in our time of prayer, that will be our desire to magnify the Lord together. Let's sing. this This is what Mary is intending to do in our hearts. God is using her to behold our God, to magnify Him for who He is and what He's done, to adore Him. And let me just draw out a couple things here that Mary is adoring her God for as she is carrying Christ in her womb. Just a few things. First of all, His sight. Notice that we see in Luke chapter 1 verse 48, Mary says, He's looked on the humble estate of His servant. He's his sight. He's looked upon the humble estate. And let's not rush through that. Who's the he there? He is the Lord. And what do we know about the Lord? Think back to last Lord's Day. We were in Psalm 99. We were, we were wrapping our, our hearts around God's holiness. That's what we're told in verse 49. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He who has looked on the humble estate of his servant is holy. And remember what we talked about last week, God's holiness Is his otherness, it's his incomparableness, it is that he is solitary in his greatness, meaning that if we were to categorize all that is, you have human species, plant, animal, there is no category that God fits into. He is his own category, and he's transcendent above and beyond all things. He is righteous, he is merciful. And we talked about that is his otherness, to think that once someone can be both, I must punish sin, and yet I make a way of salvation. Those two things in the human mind could never fit together. Those are two pieces that don't fit. And that speaks to God's holiness, his otherness. Only God could, could do this. And when Mary says, he, God, has looked upon the humble estate of his servant, she's recognizing, and he is holy, and Mary's recognizing, I'm not. As he looks down upon me, he is holy, but I am a sinner. I am in the line of Adam and Eve, my first parents. I am in need of a deliverer. I'm in need of a savior. I'm in need of one who can come and fix my sin problem. That's what she's talking about, the humble estate of the servant. It's not just because she's a, a young girl in that culture. It's because in the, there is a huge chasm between God and where she is, and she's very much aware of that. And she says, but despite this vast gulf that exists between she and God, his gaze does not fall upon her in judgment, but his gaze falls upon her in mercy and redeeming love. That's God's sight over his precious daughter. Secondly, she's amazed at God for his mercy. Notice again verse 50, his mercy is those for those who fear him from generation to generation. So she begins this song talking about God's vision of her. It's a very personal song. But then she universalizes it. You get to verse 50, and his mercy, the one she just talked about, his sight gazes upon this humble servant, me, one. Also, verse 50, his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. This mercy and grace isn't just for her personally. It's not just Mary's. She says that the mercy that she's carrying in her womb, the mercy of God is for all who fear him from generation to generation. And what is that mercy for generation? It's Christ. Christ is that mercy, that long-awaited promise. We're going to be talking about it this morning in Genesis 3.15, that promise that was made millennia before this song. She's carrying it in her womb. That seed of the woman that was promised, it's there. It's in her womb. God has provided that Messiah, that Savior. And that is, come let us adore God. He is faithful to his promise. And That's what we see in verses 44, 54 and 55. He's talking about the, the promises that he made to Israel. He spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and his offspring forever and ever. God made promises to Abraham. God made, 2,000 years ago, God made a promise. And as year after year after year went by... People question God's faithfulness. People question whether he was true, whether he was right. And Mary's realizing what she has in her womb, says, man, God is faithful. God has kept his word. God has promised. This is that long-awaited Messiah that we've been waiting so long ago. My soul magnifies the Lord. We weren't sure it was coming, but my soul magnifies the Lord. He is faithful, the one to come. And ultimately, why did Christ come? to deal with our sin problem. The promise came in Genesis 3.15 in the context of sin. It's our sin that separates us from God. The one who can now reconcile us to God is here. He's come. And that's, even as we gather together this morning at the beginning of this Advent season, that's what I think is most pressing upon our hearts and minds as we gather. God is holy. That's where we began last week. God is not like us. He is altogether different. Take your highest thought of him, and it still falls woefully short of who he is. But that God has also been gracious to us. He's redeemed us through the blood of his Son. Through his Holy Spirit, he's quickened and regenerated us, given us new life, a new heart. And by his grace, he's brought us into union with him through Jesus Christ. As we gather together, we can sing with Mary. My soul exalts the Lord. He looked upon me, not in judgment, though he des- I deserve that. He looked upon me, his humble servant, with mercy and grace. He's kept his promise. He sent his son, Jesus. My soul magnifies the Lord. We're, we're moving, seems quickly, toward Christmas, the coming of Jesus. He's come. And my whole Heart Celebrates. I hope that's where you are this morning. I'm not going to stand here and tell you that, man, that's, I, I'm, it's a fight to get there. Maybe you're there this morning. Maybe you're needing to, God, get, help me get there. But give me that gracious heart. Get Open my eyes to see the beauty of Christ and all that this season is driving me to. And just as we sang, Lord, help me to behold my God, the one who can hold the oceans in his hand, but simultaneously the one who put the nails into his hands. That's holiness. That's Christ.